Welcome to the Joy of Film Podcast. I'm Rich Lapore, and I am here with... Jordan Alseka. Kevin Schaefer. And today we are talking about the latest Marvel movie, the latest entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It is called Doctor Strange, and it's a little bit of a departure from Marvel, but also more of the same. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, visually and aesthetically, um, it brings a whole new layer to the MCU um, with its psychedelic nature. Um, is you know that's what's been talked about for months. You can see it in the trailers. Um, but in other respects, it is structurally um, very much like the traditional superhero origin story. So yeah, there, um, there was much there was much discussion. Um, I, I heard behind the scenes at Marvel yeah. about whether or not they wanted to do another origin story, and the idea was that this one was good enough and interesting mm-hmm. enough and different enough to warrant doing a, right. an origin story as, as as one of their big MCU entries. Right, because I remember at one point they were talking about Ant-Man being their last origin story, and then they would just move on. Even if they were to introduce new characters, they would try to figure out a way to make it more of a departure from the traditional... Well, take, take a look at Spider-Man, right? Yeah, exactly. He, he was introduced perfect, in, in backdoor introduction in, in some right. war, and we don't know what Homecoming will be, if that'll include right. some sort of origin further or not. But especially with Spider-Man, because we don't need to see his no. origin. No, it again. may be the most <laughs> overdone origin of all time. No, Batman. Him and Batman, Batman is, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah you're right, uh, you're right. But I think they're pretty tied, yeah. Yeah, and even with Ant-Man, it's more of a, like, legacy... I mean, yeah, it, it's well, yeah, origin yeah. to an extent, but it's not like we see him building the ant suit. Right, we don't while. see it's, Hank Pym in media race as far as the Ant-Man lineage, so... For sure. But there's a lot to discuss about this movie. There is the casting of Benedict Cumberbatch. There is the Ancient One, played by Tilda Swinton. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a lot to Mordo. talk about. There's Mordo by uh, uh, Ch- Chibuta Ejiofor, is that it? Chibutal? I say sure. Shawatel. Shawatel, okay. Edgy I, I really apologize if I'm butchering his name because everyone I, butchers his But name. I respect him so much, and he's so good an actor. <laughs> yeah. I want to learn how to pronounce his name right. But obviously, yeah. speaking of pronunciations, there's Maz Mickelson. Mad. I understand it's not Mads, but rather Maz Mickelson. Although when you okay. say Mads, it kind of sounds like Maz, so it's yeah, almost yeah. the same thing. Um, but but him as the villain uh-huh. is another thing to discuss. Marvel historically has had a, what some people call a villain problem in that their villains may not be the best mm-hmm. aspects of the films mm-hmm. and are almost always overshadowed by the protagonists. Mm-hmm. Now, that you could argue that that may be, you know, if your movie's about a hero, that, that should happen, but you also want a strong villain. So uh-huh. that'll be something to discuss here. I know, Jordan, uh, Maz Mikkelsen is, is one of your favorites from Hannibal. Uh, yeah, just in general. He's a good actor, and yeah, I like him a lot. I was so excited it'll... about the cast. The cast for this movie is pretty stacked. Um, yeah, we have now really seen is. Hannibal Lecter... Face off with Sherlock Holmes. Is that just not awesome? Huh? That is that is we true. Can say that. Yeah. that is that is definitely <laughs> true. But there's a lot to talk about, and uh, oh, and also Rachel McAdams. Oh yeah, uh-huh. um, as Christine Palmer. Uh-huh. Uh, there's even uh, Nicodemus. What's the guy's last name? West. Nicodemus West is 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 in it. I actually kind of liked that whole dynamic. Uh-huh. But uh, so the way we're going to do this is we're going to start out by talking about the plot, like we always do. Jordan is the master of plot, so he's going to dig into that and, and give us a summation of what happened. I might jump in if, if I think there's something that we're missing, or, or or you as well, Kevin. But we'll do, we'll go through the plot and then we'll start talking about all the different aspects and really really dive into this movie. I can't wait to talk about it. I really enjoyed it. So I saw it with Rich. He is. Quite ecstatic. Oh man, I'm pumped. I'm pumped for this movie. So, all right. Take it away, Jordan. Uh, Doctor Strange follows Doctor Stephen Strange, who is a noted neurosurgeon who loses the use of his hands completely in a car wreck that is completely of his own cause. Totally. Uh, And after months and months of 
unsuccessful surgeries and uh, new uh, unique experimentations that yeah. no one will go with. He ends up learning of a man who had his full restoration of his body after being completely uh, paraplegic. He goes and he hears of uh, a mystic in... Capertown? Capertown? I keep... I, I couldn't understand the name of that place. Camertown? Camertash or something. Camertash. Camertash. Something to that effect. Yeah. He travels there and... And I think it's in Timbuktu, right? It's That sounds right. Okay, anyway. Wherever it was. Uh, a we, faraway we, land. Yes, I think it is Camertage. I'm almost yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 it was a, it was hard to understand during the film. But he goes there. He meets uh, Mordo, a master mm-hmm. of magic, who he's taken to the Ancient One, who tests his mind and pushes him beyond his limits to see the entirety of the multiverse. And though she initially refuses him due to past events, uh, he's welcomed in and over the course of a year begins training in the mystical arts, develops new skills, is put through many tests, uh, learns of. Caecilius, a mystical mage who once worked with the Ancient One, or the, and ended up defecting to serve the Dark Dimension and a creature called Dormammu. Uh, though Strange doesn't really want to be pulled into a war, a, an attack by Caecilius causes him to end up defending the New York Sanctum with his new powers. Uh, and new cloak. And new cloak. Yeah. Uh, he's able to hold off, and while he's initially reluctant, uh, upon Caecilius's return attack, he and Mordo see... Tilda Swinton's uh, Ancient One murdered by Caecilius, uh, or not outright murdered, but she's put on the operating table, and after a slow moment in time in which the two discuss, turns out uh, Ancient One was using the Dark Dimension to power her long life, which mm-hmm. pisses Mordo off. Caecilius calls her a hypocrite at the very beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. linking into that. After her death, uh, the two of them, along with Wong, uh, who is guardian of the Hong Kong? Yeah, and he guards like the libraries. Too. He was the yeah. replacement for the, the at the very beginning of the movie. There was a, the former librarian was killed brutally by mm-hmm. Caecilius, sort of right. yeah, concreting in his status as a brutal murderer. Right. You know? So, although they arrive to find that the sanctum's fallen and the dark dimension's starting to come through, Strange is able to use the Eye of Agamotto, which was a relic he messed around with early in the movie, to turn back time, uh, which is a big no-no. But it was the end of the world, and in doing so, he's able to. Uh, fight Caecilius a little bit, and then even though it isn't fully enough to take down the Dark Dimension, he travels into it, where he comes face-to-face with Dormammu, and using the relic, uh, traps him in a loop of having to constantly kill Stephen Strange, as opposed to being able to do anything Mm -hmm. else. Mm -hmm. Uh, He parlays with Dormammu, who agrees to let the Earth live another day, to avoid having to experience time. It's a bit of a meh moment. Not that I'm giving my opinion away early. Uh, He takes Caecilius and his followers... Pulls them into the Dark Dimension. Everything shuts down. Mordo's completely disillusioned with uh, all the rules that are being broken and leaves the Order. While Wong reveals that the Eye of Agamotto, as is pretty much obvious from the very first moment it shows up and is a glowing green rock, uh, is actually an Infinity Stone of Time. And Doctor Strange is left as one of the few people in charge to help protect the Sanctums. Which leads to a post credit scene of him meeting with Thor to try and find Odin on Earth. Followed by a post-post-credit scene of Baron Mordo killing uh, the man who had returned his power, Pangborn, mm-hmm. to walk, and explaining that there are too many sorcerers in the world. Yeah. Cool. Uh, awesome. Rough roll, plot. roll credits. Just kidding. They already rolled. Yeah. yeah. Doctor Strange will return. Yes. Right. 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 Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Which next year in Thor. 
Yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah, so, is that is that what I was wondering? Is that what that entails? I would guess, yeah. Because is that games. the plot? Is that is, is the plot of Thor, um, the Ragnarok, Ragnarok that that Odin's on Earth? That's the start of it. At that would be the start, but very little of it will be on Earth. So I think that's only like a small part. And of there it were set all. photos of of Thor like with a card for Stephen Strange's sanctum address. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It probably won't be a big role, but it'll he'll be he'll there. be in it. Yeah, interesting, okay. interesting. Well, that that it seems like. So my understanding was that Ragnarok was filmed before Strange, but I guess maybe that wasn't true. No, I think no, it's been filmed. Yeah, they're kind it of just all, wrapped. I oh, think okay. all the ones that are coming out next year are kind of all filming at the same time or around the same time. Okay, they're they're all coming out within months of each other. So I mean, they had to get them all rolling. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, I think uh, the best way to start out. So first of all, do you guys have any any backstory with with Doctor Strange? Do you have you come one... in with any context? Uh, you go first, first. You read the oath, right? I've read the oath, which is like the story. Um, it's Brian K. Vaughn, apparently, Martin. Apparently, he's solving his own murder. Well, he yeah, he was attacked. He's he's in astral form for a good bit of it. Uh, in fact, that's where the the a scene from this movie is lifted right out of that with the surgery scene while oh, the astral forms so are fighting around it. Uh, it's right from the oath. Uh, outside of the oath, he he played a big role in JMS's Spider-Man run because okay. that was a more mystically driven uh, time for the book, which I'm a fan of, and I know a lot of people aren't. Uh, so Doctor Strange popped up in that a lot. Outside of that, he, he's a utility player. He really has been for the longest time. He obviously had his own book like everyone in the 70s. It's like you can kind of find yeah. every character sure. weirdly had a book for a while. Sure, but sure. He he's only like recently gotten a solid ongoing again with Jason Aaron right, writing yeah. it. Obviously, very coincident with this film. Um, oh yeah, purposely. I mean, yeah, much like Ant Man. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Nick yeah. Spencer's run on that yeah. that started right before the movie came out. Yep. So there'd be a trade. Mm-hmm. There are two. I think two hardcovers of Doctor Strange and, at this one, point. and one soft. Yeah, at this point, I think the last one came out in October. Yeah, and Doctor Strange and the Sorcerer Supreme team book is also out there now. So oh, cool. As uh, a, as a trade? No, not as a trade. I think it just launched as a series or is about to. I forget Maybe. exactly. Something like that. But yeah. I I mean, as any movie will do, or TV show, you know, the characters are about to be more known probably than they ever have. Uh, That's just, just even if people don't see the movie on a public consciousness level, they, yeah. they're going to be more aware. So yeah, they get a book. And, that, uh, that does point to the fact that it is an interesting decision for Marvel to make a Doctor Strange movie. And I guess this has been discussed for years, but it really, I'm just, it's just hitting me now how we, Kevin and I, after we saw the film, were having a discussion about like, okay, because every time you see a Marvel movie, it's like, all right, I want that trade. You know, every time. I want to go read whatever I haven't read of this character. You get really pumped about the character. Especially for me, loving Benedict Cumberbatch's performance in this so much, like now I can picture him as strange in the comics. So for me, that that does a lot for me. But you were saying that, you know, really, I was like, you know, because do I want to start with the Jason Aaron sort of movie tie-in run? I'm sure it's better than a movie tie-in. Jason Aaron's a genius, but... Do I want to start there? Or do I want to start earlier with something more foundational? And you're in your my answer thoughts? was really like I'm not totally sure because I I mean I only had a little bit of strange knowledge coming in. I mean he had obviously popped up in a lot of crossovers and stuff, and um, some of the older titles I had seen him in would be in like um, he's actually in the uh, Days of Future Past X Men series. Like he's mm-hmm. one of the issues of that. That actually there's a really nice story of that. That's not really related to the days. I don't know why they put it in the days future past trade, but it's still a good story. Right. Um, and then some of the newer stuff too. But like, I haven't really read any solo books with them because obviously he's most famous when he was created by Steve Ditko and yeah, those looked, guys. And, I looked into um, it a little more. You were saying the Marvel Masterworks, they go in and out of print. Yeah. What, they, I, mean, what they I did have... see though is that right now, and, if, and we're going to get this podcast sure. out pretty quickly, right now at least on Amazon, they have a big Kindle sale. Okay, that's You can get the books. Yeah. Like you can even and, get the new way of the weird by, wait, by Aaron for four bucks on Kindle Digital. That's awesome. You can get 
uh, the Marvel Masterworks. So in that way, like the, even if they're out of print, they yeah. are available that way. Yeah, and that's great. And so, and I do want to get my hands on some of those because I mean, I'm interested in reading now. But um, yeah, I mean, he was like Ant Man for a while. Like you don't really see many solo books from if you're you know touring through the comic shop. Sure. Um, and so I always like the idea the, of them though. Oh, I love the idea, and I mean, yeah, like I said, I was familiar with them. Um, I'd also seen the animated movie, which is like. Really, the only good Marvel that's animated true. movie I can think of, in because that's I remember usually that the, one got some props, right? Back in that's the day. usually the because um, I mean that's usually that they're not not their biggest strength. You know, DC kills in animation. They all I it's so funny. That. Yeah, I follow DC. They animation. kill on TV. So, they kill in animation. Yep. I follow DC animation are... since the nineties, um, and yeah. I always love. I mean, the modern stuff and especially the older stuff when Bruce Timm and all them were working on it. But right. um, so I've seen that movie in. Um, and the origin story has gotten across really well there. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think it's still on Amazon. If you know, but but the point, point was that it's, you know, with the, the very, it's not like it's, your Avengers titles or Batman or anything like that. Like it's there, it's more obscure. It really is. And yeah. so that's, it's interesting that they made this choice. I'm really glad they did. For I think sure. it's a, I think it's a fascinating new area. I think probably one of the big reasons is you were uh, discussing an article you saw somewhere about, how I think it was Screen Junkies. You were saying uh, about is it even? Are we hitting fatigue point? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is there really a point of having Marvel movies two, three a yeah. year? It, when is this going to end, or is it going to go on forever? Right. And I feel like in a, in a large part that this obviously is going to go on. Forever. Well, no, I just mean it's an article that comes out like. For the oh yeah, no, it is. Every day, no, it is. But but I but but now though, the reason I mention it is because it resonated with me for the first time, where I was thinking about going into this movie, I remember, yep. and I was a bit fearful about being bored watching a bunch of superhero fights and smashing and explosions uh-huh. and not really giving a shit. And I, sometimes that does happen in, in superhero movies, for me. Yeah. And I was worried that that was going to be the case here. And yeah. I think this movie does a really good job at justifying its own existence uh-huh. and at being something that is very different feeling. Although it has similar beats in origin story way, it's definitely different feeling in everything else. So For sure. I mean, I think it really... The big point... Um, and this is why I, I, mean, I said last year when we were going into this year with like six major superhero movies coming out, this and Suicide Squad were the ones I was most excited about because they offered something different in their respective mm-hmm. universes. Um, and this one I was pleased with what um, it did by exploring this psychedelic and mystic element of the MCU and, um, and doing a lot of paying homage to the character as he was originally envisioned by Steve Ditko. And just... From not just from a visual angle, but exploring new possibilities for what kind of stories this could open up in the future. Because um, I think the MCU will always be sort of like, you know, there to an extent it is one big story, but it's also a series of smaller stories embedded into that. It's because it's a universe, and I think this offers a new area of exploration for stories to come about. What's interesting too and, and this this just teases a little bit about what I think of the movie as a whole and that is that I found that the weakest parts of this movie by far were the things that I think were done very specifically to tie into the rest. Decisions yeah. that were made so that it would fit better in various ways that, I, that I'll go into were the things I liked the least about it. Uh-huh. And the things I liked the most about it were it as a film, as a standalone film, yeah, as yeah. its own thing, were the for things sure. that were definitely the strongest I, for me. Well, I'm curious to hear about those as we get going, because yeah. I, I honestly, I think this is the most removed it's ever been from like any of the... Uh, since Guardians, I right. think. It's the most but removed by far. But I think that's good, far. though. Do you, um, do you think that's a bad thing? No, I don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. saying that I, I'm, I'm oh, curious what issues 
came yeah, up of that yeah. nature. Because I'm yeah. like, other than the, the cameo at the end, I'm I'm I was kind of, to think of them. I was having a conversation with some friends yesterday, and we had kind of thought that Dormammu was being set up as Thanos at one point. Oh, okay, because, like uh, yeah. um, oh, no. the way they kind of. I mean, I knew it, like, no, I knew no, no, that, no. but like they kind of like built that. We were kind of wondering if they would just that would be a little twist toward mm-hmm. the end. Um, now, I mean, I also happen to know that the, the facial capture mocap was done by Benedict Cumberbatch for, for Dermammu. Right, So it's right, like a completely yeah, different actor. This, for sure. I mean, but but okay, I'll just, just for the sake of it, I'll just dive into a little bit of those things. And that was um, the Infinity Stone factor. The That's not such a big deal. I mean, they just threw it in there, but it just felt like, oh, it's an Infinity Stone? All right. Um, then there was the... Um, I'll tell you the biggest one is the fact that he's not Sorcerer Supreme yet. Um, that to me was a decision made. I guess I guess less tying into the MCU these things are, and more about the sequel prep. Um, because I don't like it a that he wasn't made the Sorcerer Supreme, and my other problems are with Mordo and the, the decisions that were made with him. So those are kind of the two big things that really bum me out. Okay, um, but I mean, yeah, all right, I see. Because yeah, it's I would more think sequel those prep. Less- Sequel prep stuff, was, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah it's, like the, it's more sequel prep that, that, that bummed me out because I just, I feel like they want their cake and they want to eat it too. They wanted to have a movie that was an origin story, but because they wanted to have things be so catastrophic and huge and important by the end, they had to rush some of the origin story, or bas- not origin story, but rush the middle part of like yeah, him turning from like a yeah. pretty good sorcerer to like the best ever. But then at the very end, even after he's done the most amazing, time-bending, out-of-this-world, better-than-any-sorcerer ever, Ever, that the ancient ones ever really dealt with like you know he's transcended everything using right. this thing and facing Dormammu head on and time bending and tricking him and all that crazy stuff and then he gets back and the other guy makes some offhand comment well put it back until you've mastered it like what well you just destroyed with it you mastered that motherfucker all right well let's not get too out of service because I, I have problems with the ending too they're different problems though so yeah I... uh, but what do you want to go ahead? Well, yeah, like right. start. Let's start at the beginning. Sure, sure. sure. A very good place to start. Because uh, for me, I was I was on this movie not because I again I like Doctor Strange all right, but as much as I liked the supporting cast, I don't really like Benedict Cumberbatch that much. Um, oh, but although I he's perfect here. Oh my god. Although I've never been like enamored with him. Well, I no, I'm not him saying that I all yeah, right. I like him, but I will say this movie did do a good job of. of making me relate to him. And it was interesting in a way, uh, which I'll get into. Uh, so as far as him as Dr. Stephen Strange, I guess what, for me, Benedict Cumberbatch plays perfect so often that it's like he's an impossible-to-find interesting character half the time. Because he's always playing super geniuses who are, like... Arrogant. Arrogant. Yeah. Un- in- infallible. Like, Last or, night, SNL did, had him do a takeoff on that. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's always been very hard to, like, find him. Not, not... I don't dislike him as a person. He's always seemed nice in interviews. But he's always playing these, like, smog... Larger than life characters, um, so it's like okay. But the, I like that this. Honestly, the biggest thing I liked about this was it just was consistently he was being taken down as, as Stephen Strange, not as like Benedict Cumberbatch. But it was like consistently a movie about how flawed he was, how arrogant he was, how little he actually knew, and there were just a lot of great humor built out of that fact. Uh-huh. Um, but I did like the performance a lot. I, I thought he did the right amount of arrogant uh, without being completely unlikable. Yeah, like. They, they, he went through a pretty big trauma, so like even when he was being a huge dick to uh, Christine, 
in his apartment. You could like, understand why he would feel like lashing out. It's, she just got the brunt of his, like, basically animosity towards life and the universe. Mm-hmm. She was just there to take it. Yeah. And you understand how a person that whose entire entire existence, his entire identity is built around these surgeons' hands and his ability to do his job. He says it very explicitly. Uh, Without my job, I don't have anything. And I think in a lot of ways, and what makes it, and this really just crystallized for me this morning, I was sort of getting ready to go and it really hit me, that this movie is about a man who loses his identity and his and his battling back to relevance, finding relevance again in life, and finding a reason to be relevant. Because when you see him at his lowest point that you just mentioned with Christine Palmer in that room, he's sitting there with that laptop. I'm surprised he still had that and hadn't pawned it because he literally all the money, all the cars, all the watches except the one by, from Christine. Everything has been pawned. He's on credit. He's completely been zeroed down from this amazing figure that everyone worshipped and, and, and thought was just amazing. He had a perfect record. Um, and then he's basically been reduced to nothing. And on top of that, he doesn't have his life's purpose in calling anymore. Mm-hmm. He's got nothing. And what he does when he's at that door, he's banging in there sort of saying, you're my last hope to like have relevance in this world that just swallows people up. And to me, that was just such a brilliantly done thing that here's this guy that when I saw him stripped bare, he still had his arrogance, but he's just so, he just played the role so well. And I think for Cumberbatch, the thing that I I don't even, I hate saying his name, it sounds corny, but for Cumberbatch, the thing about him in this role is I just loved his voice. I love the, the the tone of his voice. His I like him with an American accent even better <laughs> than with a British accent. I love it. And the way he there were a couple like quotes that he says and they were in the um they were in the trailers. But he says he's just like I don't believe in chakras and the power of belief and the way he says it. Or and then like my fa- one of my favorite lines was when she says, "How did you become a, a brilliant neurosurgeon?" He goes, "Study and practice, lots of it." I mean, he's just the voice that he does. It's so it, it it conveys so much to me. And and you know, we've read interviews with him where he talks about, or I did about in that EW article where he talks about he was going to get the hand movements just right for Doctor Strange because people are going to look at everything. He's just an actor's actor, and that that could that could have just come across as like, as like okay, he did a serviceable job. But I cared deeply for his character and his entire plight the entire time, and I and I idolized him. He's like a guy I would like to be, and I just and for me that as a, as an avatar throughout the film for for you know I can put myself in his place. Hope for his journey. I mean, I just think he nailed it. I don't know. Uh, oh, I thought it was perfect. Yeah, what did you think, Kevin? About oh, his I mean, I thought. I mean, execution and like there. I mean, because I have some problems with um, the pacing mainly um, toward the middle round, which uh-huh. we can get into. But as far as the biggest strengths would be the command, just the screen presence of each yeah. actor on screen: Cumberbatch, um, McAdams, Edge of Forest, Winton. Mickelson, each of them, I thought there was really no problems chemistry there, performance-wise. I mean, um, I, I was excited to see that I don't, th- I mean, feel free to disagree, I don't think any of performance-wise was over the top, and that was exciting to see. What, so, did, like, what did you guys um, think about, about uh, well, were you going to go somewhere? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say anyone's over the top. I guess for me, Cumberbatch was alright, or he was good. I don't want to, I didn't find him, like, reverentially good. Yeah, um, and I, I guess understand that. a big part, like the two movies I most considered while wa- after watching it and thinking mm. about it were uh, Ant Man, which did kind of a similar introductory story, arc, right. and Thor: The Dark World, which this movie basically is a better version of in terms of like plot. Really? Base. See, I think it. 
I mean, in terms I, of like I the, think, the vague plot beats, it's I, for the dark world. See, Iron Man, I was thinking of, of, of the whole time, really. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's an origin story. Like, I th- and I, I don't think that's entirely because I think Ant Man yeah, yeah. is Iron Man too. So yeah, 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 yeah. Can actually, I just thought in terms of like generic world-ending threat, poorly drawn love interest, um, just some of the things that went across, but. Mm-hmm. Those are the movies I most Okay, of. interesting. Um, yeah, this yeah, is so yeah. funny. I can't believe poorly drawn love interest. I love Rachel McAdams so much. But she's not. Movie. I mean, she 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 doesn't, she doesn't give have much. But the thing she about doesn't that have is, anything to do. The like, thing about that is though that they, here's a, here's an actress that was in the Notebook. That I mean, she's done a lot of incredible uh-huh. roles since then. She plays the amazingly supportive girlfriend role really well but also she's a surgeon in her own right so she's not like the, she's not made worthless and she doesn't take his shit so well, in all of those ways they're not making her like you know I don't I don't think it's like female bashing to have her be a supportive girlfriend well. but that said to me the look she gives him the I, the I was completely sold on the romance between the two of them uh-huh. and because of that she did her job in a notebooky way yeah she didn't have a yeah she didn't have like this amazing transformative arc for herself but she was a she was a constant in a world of variables I mean she was really bit, well it's and she was a good bit player is how I would see it it's not like I don't think that's necessarily bad it's just like she's no you know, uh, Pepper Potts or, you know, even Jane Foster. She doesn't have much agent. She does the surgery and like, she does it on, uh, Tilda Swinton, but her, she, she, she's there and she's like kind of a motivator for him, but they're, and they don't even revisit her at the end of the movie. Really. It's just, that like, I thought, yeah, it was a missed opportunity. Well, you know, he but, does, yeah. he's, he's playing it very mysterious with her and it always frustrated me a little bit whenever he would leave, he'd be like, I just got to go. And I just, you know, I, I always wanted to be like, man, like this girl, you know, she's gotten you through the worst of it. And I just, I don't know. I just think the strength of, of of that she gave him is really important, as evidenced by the watch, as evidenced by where does he go when he's dying. Uh, and I just thought of like how cool that would be to be Benedict Cumberbatch to have screwed up so badly like he did with her, and then get all these badass powers and come back and just be like, look how awesome I am. He's just like the old. I don't know. I just, See, no, and I think that's fine if you could resonate with Strange as a character that much. Like again, that's why I love like, Ant Man is my third favorite MCU movie, and a lot of yeah, that is because know. of how easily I connect and like mm-hmm. and dig Paul Rudd's character work and what he does and mm-hmm. his role through that movie. So if you have the same thing with Strange, that's good. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a success. And I, I can see why. It's just I didn't have that same strength, and I think a lot of the relationship between the two is based on prop work and, like, the slight glances and and, yeah. and inferred things as opposed to things we actually get that's, super deep That's really well put. I think that's really well put. If you aren't in the frame of mind at that point of, like, wanting, like, of seeing these two and enjoying, like, their love for each other or whatever, you really, it's, it, yeah, I could see what you could say. Like, there's not much tangible that we could look at and say this is what transpired. Um, for me, though, it's just taking an incredibly seasoned actress like she is at playing, you know, there's a lot behind her eyes, I thought. Just like you said. No, sure. I mean, I, I think it, it would have been nice to have a more substantial role for. I think what do you honestly, think she could have done. Like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I, mean that's I don't know. The tough I think part, it. it you know? She could have been any other female character. It would have been nice to have another sorceress who had like there was obviously the ancient one who they they gender bent and you know race yeah. changed, which yeah. you know are bigger issues that I think three white guys don't need to touch too much on. Right, but. Uh, 
like, just there could have been a bigger presence there. Like, there were a lot of characters from Doctor Strange's past who are sorceresses or who are magical characters yeah. that she could have been or and had a bigger role in the story. Um, there was a, like, it was weird reading afterwards where it's like they, they slipped characters in without even naming them. Like, um, one of the, the source, the, like, the ancient one's followers was uh, apparently Tina Minoru, who's one of the runaways' mothers. Okay. Hmm. And it's like, well, that's just a slip-in, and she didn't really have a character arc in the movie, or anything in the movie. They were just, like, just a background player, and it's like, it would have been nice to have a bigger role for her. Um, and I, I think, really, the biggest problem is, this is a, this is a short movie by Marvel yeah, standards. Absolutely. And it's Another thing I liked about it. it. It's yeah. like an hour okay. 40 155. Max. It's 155. Exactly. So it's about an hour 40 without credits. Hour 45 without credits. Sure. So that's pretty short for, for one of these movies. Like, you easily could have gone another 15 minutes and given more to somebody. And I think, yeah. really, anybody in the supporting cast could have well, done I, with some more character development. Where I think it could have improved is pacing-wise, because, like, on the one hand, like, now that we've brought up the Ancient One, on the one hand, I really liked what they did with that relationship and made it... Um, subtle in many ways because they didn't go full on Karate Kid like made strange yeah. the, you know a totally arrogant idiot apprentice who gets then, just smashed right who gets smashed up and down and all that they get that like the ancient one recognizes him as an intelligent individual who has not bought into you know all her ways and all that right. yet but there's a nice playful banter between them yeah. that I think plays out really well. But on the other hand, I thought that the time jumps and um, some of the, like the one minute he's struggling to work his powers, the next minute he's mastered them and all that. Some of those things, those things, I realize it's hard to do. It's hard yeah. to do any origin story. But some of those could have been better fleshed out. Well, I think um, one one example of what you're talking about is when he gets he's basically struggling, and then like all of a sudden he gets thrown into the sanctum. Yeah, and he's just I mean his weapon he could barely conjure a weapon before that, and, then and like, all of a sudden like his weapons can stand against Cassilius, yeah. who not only has all the years of training he right, needs, I was but he I also think, has power. I was expecting. I think you, you're, you guys are you're, you're overplaying how good he is. A lot of the middle part of the movie is him not doing well. Like he gets saved by a cloak. He his spell crack out he loses in the mirror verse like the only reason they're saved is because of the ancient one i mean it's not like he's suddenly a super badass like, but he's and still, even at the well, end of the movie it's like he found a fluke way to win as opposed to the actually yes yeah, yeah directly I, defeating kaecilius I, I i yeah i completely disagree on that point but uh you know i mean i think it was the kind of win of uh, you could call it a fluke or you could call it the doctor who uh kirk captain kirk um uh school of you know, battle of wits. Well, okay, I mean, fair enough, but I think for that exact reason, it's like saying he's not Sorcerer Supreme by the end. I fully agree with because it's like he's not. He he maybe he came How up did with he a master cl- the Eye of Agama, who they say even he... the best sorcerers have trouble bringing out the power of these relics. And when they saw that he was even touching it, they were like, "Wow, you actually can make that thing work. That's amazing." Well, I. I guess it's, you know, there's a lot unsaid about how much it can do or what its exact powers are. I mean, he basically turns a crank, so we don't know. Again, that's the trick with mystical stuff, is you're not sure. It's hard to fully convey how difficult or powerful or whatever it is. Like, to me, it was just a matter of he messed with it, and he wasn't supposed to, and 
who knows, it could have gone worse. Like, that was the thing. It was like a gamble he took because the world was going to end anyway, as opposed to, I am the master of the eye, and I can see fix uh, this problem. He's the guy that the cloak chose. He's, I mean, he, to me, I just think, I, I hear what you're saying, and, and I could see it from that perspective, but to me, I just saw them, I just saw them really, at, at, at that, sanct- the sanctum was the turning point for me. That astral fight that he has is like, I mean, I just, from in my mind, the things that he does at that point and past that point are high-end. Yeah, I just, I, think so. I, I don't know. I, I think I, I, I like your Kirk analogy. I think he comes up with clever solutions that don't really have to do anything with his magical powers. Like he realizes getting defibrillated like supercharges him, so he uses that as like a car battery to like yeah. shock the guy to death. It's not like because he's a mystical master and he used his mo, his personal well, mojo. My, I don't know, he I just, beat Dormammu using the eye and its power, which is shades and levels above. The conjuring tricks. The movie even says very clearly it puts a hierarchy out, and it says there's conjuring tricks, and then there is the things that change the time space continuum that are very hard to control, and that take incredible sorcery to even use the relics, let alone use them that well. And he used that relics power. Just his wits didn't do it. It was yo, I got wits and an idea here, and I'm using this ridiculously powerful relic. I don't know. I, mean, I just I disagree with the notion that he doesn't still have a lot to learn. He, mm-hmm. he still has a lot he doesn't know about the multiverse and being sorcerer. But the Sorcerer Supreme's dead. Well, there's books, which he's good at reading. Who's going to be the new Sorcerer Supreme? Probably him. He'll yeah! probably be it by the next movie, if there is one. But see, that's just what I'm saying. Like, that is why I, I, I just... I just I, don't think he earned it. Like, I, I get he's he got his world. Yeah, I, I, I... From the ultimate th- threat of, of Mystic. I don't know. Thor saved the world from mystic shit in the dark world. He's not the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, but all right, he didn't use anyway. He didn't use magic relics to do it. I I just, I, I, I just don't think it's a big deal that he's not the Sorcerer Supreme. I think there's a lot. He probably there might be like the sequel might be a journey he has to take to like complete a ritual. It's magic. I don't know. I, I just don't see why that would be a big deal. Yeah, anyway. Well, it's it's that combined. See, first of all, here's what it really comes down to. I thought he was Sorcerer Supreme. And then I read later that John Spates, the writer, said, no, he's certainly not. And I was like, wow. So I just, that's what I'm saying. I just really didn't even get that he wasn't Sorcerer Supreme. Sorcerer I Supreme dies, and, and they and they have a very much a, a, a changing of the guard conversation there. I don't disagree. I don't know. I, I, I really wanna... wasn't thinking about that too much. Uh, well, I wasn't either. It was, it was more like, I'm more talking just like the time jumps and like the bat, like how much, just for instance, how much time has passed from when he leaves to the time he meets up with Rachel McAdams again about midway through. A lot has gone by then. It just seemed really rushed there. Like, um... I didn't know it was a year. For instance, Batman Begins, like, is an example where, like, a lot of time passes there when he goes away, and I can totally buy it because I think the pacing is better there. You felt it. I did feel it here. I thought it was like, okay, scene, 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 kind of, you know, like, I mean... It's, I still enjoyed it, but I thought that was its biggest flaw. In, in fairness, I only know it's a year because I looked it up. I That's it what like, I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah. Conversely, I thought it was like six years because of a line they dropped in the beginning yeah, of the movie. Yeah, I wasn't sure. But that they that was said the wasn't I wasn't a reference. That's what I'm saying is I wasn't sure what was that how line? much it gone by. When he's on the car phone and he's inquiring about uh, patients, they, they line drop someone injured in a, uh experimental armor accident and so my uh, first my, my thought went to Iron Man 2 yeah. so that's why I thought which I thought would make sense if he'd been away this whole time sure, sure. so I thought a six year journey didn't sound crazy it turned it was a year I see and that's why I wasn't sure how much had gone by and like 
how developed is he? That those were my kind of questions. Yeah. Well, anyway, let's talk. Let's 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 break it back just a little bit and talk about all the characters, and then we can sort of go sure. into more plot stuff. All right. Um, ancient one overall. I think second best portrayed in the movie in terms of actual development mm-hmm. and getting a sense of where her head was at. Yeah, uh, Tilda Swinton's a great actress. Yeah, she's really, really, really good. I mean, yeah. Aside from like you said, leaving all of the um, race and gender issues out of it, here here we have this character, and you know, it's it's. It's very interesting. I mean, she she's definitely has an interesting story. I was very intrigued by her in general. I thought she was a great example. You mentioned the good banter, the funny banter. Yeah, because I... I thought it was amazing the way that the whole movie handled banter. And I think a lot of that goes to Dan Harmon. Because, I mean, I don't want to say that outright, but, you know, he was a script doctor, doctor on this, and... You can kind of guess. As I didn't to what know that. Tidbits, that's awesome. Yeah, you can kind of guess as to what tidbits he had a hand on. What I think is, um, what I think that's cool that you know that. Yeah. What I think is awesome though is like even with Caecilius, he has great little funny lines, and and yeah. MCU is masterful at that. And I know that's one of their pillars. They want sure. to make sure is in there. Obviously, it's very different from what DC does. Right. But having Caecilius and Strange be able to have a fight and also have levity and humor in there, but never have it not be dead serious and have the stakes be for real. That magic, that balancing act is real tough, and I think they nailed that. And like I said, with the ancient one, I liked that she felt like a more fully formed character in that she wasn't this stiff, heartless like mentor who yep. sees Strange as this. Oh, I can never teach him all that. Like she had fun with him, you know. Yes. And, like, and um, and I wanted to learn more about her background, um, or her taking in Cassilius as an apprentice, how that you know fell apart, did all these things, um. And, yeah, I mean, she just, like, uh, she wasn't all good or all bad. She was, like, uh, I mean, a good mentor figure and who I was interested in seeing and who was bright in the fight scenes and in the character. It moments. comes down to something that you said when uh, after the film, and, and that was that there's a lot, and I was trying to express it, and then you just said, yeah, it's subtlety. Mm-hmm. The movie is full of big things, but it's also full of a lot of subtle things. Yeah. The characters, like like you were saying earlier, Strange is this arrogant role that he often plays, but for me at least, there was a lot more depth to that character and subtle different aspects. The Ancient One is a really good example of a character who is not just this, okay, you broke a rule, or or I'm going to treat you and, and put you down for, for five minutes of screen time and just make you feel like shit, or I'm not going to... I mean, it just... Like you said, he was always given respect the whole time. He was always, you know, they know he's something special in some way and has potential, and they don't act like he's, like like you said, the Karate Kid. Uh-huh. Also, what I really liked, and this is Ancient One and Beyond, is that when he goes and, like, busts that book off the wall, the Ancient One secret books, like, he's not, like, banished or, you know, like, going through a ten minutes of, you know, you, 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 you broke this cardinal rule of us, that's it, you're done. Or when he uses the, he steals the books from Wong behind him using the little sling ring dimension trick. Uh-huh. All of that stuff is the kind of stuff that in another movie about these type of ancient rituals and ancient mystical arts, it's like, well, you broke the rules, the rules are everything, and it wasn't like that. And I love that subtlety there. Yeah. I mean... That's a fifteen minutes we could have got. I'm always I'm trying to think what could have been because I mean it's pretty much as soon as he does that, that's when the movie goes. If into I could add anything, I would add more of them. Yeah, that would be. The thing. Uh, to me, yeah, I would have. Uh, because I thought so you would have liked them the to fight, have that fifteen. No, 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 no not well, necessarily I thought, that. I thought but, the fight scenes went on too long, um, particularly with the Astro. I mean, it was good, but with that and then the ancient one death scene wasn't far after. That was a lot of you know onslaught, and then the final battle. That was a lot of onslaught where we could have had that expansion. Any sort yeah. of. I don't know. 
Well, b- before we get to the end, because I think there's a lot of... that. That's where I got the most of my problems. I think the first, like, hour 15 is where I was most engaged in terms of, like, pacing. Okay. So let's character dive further. What uh, else do you guys think? Well, there's Mordo. Mordo, yeah. I love Mordo. Uh, I, I like Mordo a lot, too. I, 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 I like, of, in the end, part of I, it, I hate the turns in the end, but I like the character. Look, number one of anyone, he's, he's who, like, again, I'm talking these hypothetical extra 15 minutes. I'd have given them to him, because I feel like yeah, he was, yeah. his turn was the most... Jarring, jarring, very jarring, yeah. and I didn't really yeah. get a sense of of com- a, a good sense of camaraderie between him and Strange. Right. So much of Strange's training was with with Ancient One, Ancient One. I mean, they had that one brief fight scene. I got the camaraderie. I see what you're saying, but I it wasn't like the strongest. It was no Cap Bucky, for example. Right. Like it was that could have easily been built up as a like a Batman Razor Ghoul kind of thing. I mean, where. Like they start out friends, mentors, kind of yeah. thing, and then the, well, that that, that is what they're doing. That way is, but they yeah they could have. But I'll tell you what I thought really did work to sell that was that first scene where he goes, "I was exactly where you are. I was yeah, arrogant yeah, and, and that, angry. Yeah. No, yeah, you know, put that aside. I'm telling you." And then of course, Strange doesn't. And then you know that, and then a couple other little moments like that throughout that were good. I thought. I I don't know. I just. I feel like it's not like I didn't like him. I thought the performance was great, and he did what. That's the thing. It's like any time he's on screen. I just, yeah, yeah. I, I think it was more. It, it was sort of like Back to the Future two and three. <laughs> that was <a> weird, <laughs> weird reference point, but they were shot separate from the first movie, and they introduced this whole Marty doesn't like being called yellow element, and it was sort of like, oh, I guess he's super rigid on the rules now, because <laughs> that was sort of where it was in the back half. Where it's like, no, we can't break the rules, and then two people break a rule, and he's like, I'm gonna kill sorcerers now. <laughs> So I would have liked more of that sense of, like, maybe his own story of, like, yeah, the I dangers mean, of it or something. I mean, I knew going in just because I have a basic knowledge of Strange's origin right. that Mordo was going to be Well, that was what they talked here. about when they told us what role Edgy of Four was going to be right, playing. Right, Is they were like, well, this is his enemy usually, but apparently it's going to be his a good guy in this movie. Right, and so, so I that knew was that going So in. we all kind of had that idea. Yeah, I knew that going yeah. in, but... It definitely could have been more fleshed out. It's like it's like Sinestro in the Green Lantern movie. Yeah, exactly. We, we know if you're a oh, comic yeah. fan, you know he's going to turn he, evil. Right. But, you know, that that's the arc you theoretically want to see them go on. Right. Um, and I feel like it could have been better fleshed out here. For sure. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's possible that there was fleshing out that could have made the turn work. For me, the turn was, you know... When I do give my final score at the end, like that's where the points are lost is in that turn, and and especially that after credit scene, which I think totally should not have been in this movie. Just don't think it should have been in this movie. I think that's that's just not the right move. Um, but you know, he's he did as a, as an actor as a, as a great performance. It's 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 fantastic. Okay. So let's move on to Wong. You guys like Wong? Yeah, he was awesome. I think he got the <laughs> most. Yeah, he was he was comical. He was perfect comic relief. He was also. He didn't really have much. I mean, I had much yeah. to do, but it, it was fun. The laugh was earned, though. That reminded me very much of, you know, to me, he was a better Drax, but I, okay. but then again, I don't love Drax, so okay. it's just me. Um, so how about this? Um, what's the guy I'm thinking of? Uh, oh, yeah. Kai Silius. Let's go villains. All right. You got to go first. I'll, I'll start my thoughts. I, again, like a lot of the people in this movie, I thought the performance was great, and I thought... When he got to have a personality, it was really like the 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 Mister Doctor scene was great. Like I loved that, um, and I love Mad's energy in that scene. Um, but as far as like the majority of MCU villains, I felt like no, this is the standard operating yeah. procedure of 
He wants to destroy all of time because evil. Nah, dude. He wants to have infinite life, and he felt betrayed by the ancient one. Yeah, see, to me, he makes complete sense. I get completely what he was doing, and you get it that ties he wants in. to not exist anymore in like a timeless void. No, 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 no. That's not what he thinks it is. He thinks it is this ancient wisdom that's being hidden from him, but that the ancient one is using it because she is using it. And if you think about it, what she's doing is giving her eternal life. And that's what he wants. And he's being blocked from that. And it pisses him off. And he's like, you are a hypocrite. This is what I, you know, want. And, you know, that this is what I, I'm not allowed to have. You're blocking it off from me. And using it yourself, which makes it the ultimate betrayal. The same kind of thing that angers Mordo later, to less success in my opinion, is what, what caused the rift between, you know, him and her and Caecilius. And I just think that he's very... I don't know. I think he's a great villain. I, I think don't know. He's a great I think I, I I get where you're coming from with him feeling she's a hypocrite and all that. I, I see that, but I I don't think like he specifically says he wants to exist as one in the dark dimension without time. So it's not like I don't think he wants to be supremely powerful. Like he uses that power to achieve that end, but I don't think he's like trying to be a ruler. Or anything. No, he's, no, me neither. He wants to right. He he wants to access that power. To to basically, he thinks that they're worshiping a false god, and that Dormammu is the one who's really going to give him and the world, you know, the kind of save saving that it needs. The kind of I mean, he, it's a religious thing almost. You know, he's found a new idol to worship. He's found a new something that he thinks is is the better path. Like it's it's almost like the good guys versus bad guys. But wait, maybe the bad good guy is a bad guy. Well, I, I just want to say, like, because I, I, like I said, I think this is a better version of Thor: The Dark World. Because again, to me, he was Malekith. He had a personality, but he had the exact same kind of let's use this abstract ancient power to like engulf the world and see. I don't think he thought everything. it was going to engulf the world. I hear what you said, be one with, and all of that, but I don't think that he saw because when he did get sucked up, I don't think that's what he was envisioning. Maybe not, but I think that's exactly what he said. He was like, "We're all gonna exist as one, and the dark dimension is gonna spread in." It's like he was, and he was super wrong? happy about it when it was happening. He was like, "Yeah." But what's wrong with what's wrong with uh, all as one? Doesn't mean he's gonna not exist in a void. It just means everybody, instead of there being dark and light, it's just one place. I think you're over like over reading into it, but. I don't know. I just didn't. I thought, like, again, I liked the performance and I liked his his individual lines, but his motivation was shaky to me. So he didn't really he didn't rise. Like he wasn't super compelling. I liked him. I would have seen, yeah, more. I mean, more of him um, would have been good. But I did like motivations and things a little more than the Malachis and the. Yeah, Ryan. no, I agree. That's um, why. I was, so that's why I like. I would elevate him. I think the takeaway that Marvel can learn is, I mean, because they get this problem every time and they're still not doing anything about it, but I look at even, I mean, aside from Loki, look at Obadiah Stan in the first Iron Man. With the strength there is that he has a really substantial amount of screen time and we actually get to see scenes with just him that where Tony Stark is not there. Um, and I think that helps elevate his character a lot. And so just things like that would help flesh it out a little more. I mean... The, I mean, the greatest Marvel uh, job of the villain is not in the M- well. Outside MCU has been Spider Man Two with Doc Ock. So I mean, like it'll hard to ever top that level because get, they did they do that so well. I don't get what people want. 
out of their villain so bad. I don't I don't see why this is a bad villain. I I'm okay, not saying the bad, shaky, I'm just but saying the shaky motivation. Okay, the shaky motivation, alright, you know, I can see why you would think that. I don't but still, agree. You see but what's him. so bad about okay, what's so what's so blah about him? He's really good good witty banter with, with Strange. They they they're mirrors of one another. There, I mean, it, it hits but so many no levels. Connection, but like, I, there, me, they did aim for that a little more. Okay, like the rich point, like that. Mo- yeah, they definitely the do. There. Whereas, like Thor and Malekith, like they have nothing in common. You know, I mean, yeah. like um, this one. You know, there were strength. There were steps here in strength, and, his, and I enjoyed. And this. his and the his issue is the core issue that drives the whole film. In that his issue with the ancient one and the darkness power and the hypocrisy and all of that isn't just his motivation. So it's not like an isolated villain who's got his own motivations that are shallow or whatever. It is the fundamental issue of light versus dark in the mystic world and what side you take and the hypocrisy of the light saying that this is bad. Maybe it's not bad. I, I really see that uh, Caecilius thinks that Dormammu, oh, he's been called the darkness realm. It's actually a pretty beautiful world. And actually that's what, you know, that's what I think he thinks. I don't know. I just... When I think of the stronger villains the MCU has had, it's the ones that are more directly like like Winter Soldier or Iron yeah. Man in Civil War or um, Obadiah Stane, like you said. Yeah. Heck, I even liked the 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 uh, Yellow Jacket last year for for yeah, at least having that connection. Um, I think the Yellow I, Jacket. <laughs> I like them. Corey, Corey Stoll. Stoll above Maz in this. No, not, I got, above, not above, but, but in terms of like, strength of villain to me. Better than Malekith and Ronin and all those, yeah. Doctor Strange feels so incidental to the final conflict, because he's literally just there when it happens. He's actively trying to remove himself. And I don't know, I again, this is where I would have liked just a little more at the end, because the ending feels so rushed. It's like battle to battle no, to battle. No, that's what I said. I said pacing was the, only, was the only really big problem I had with it. Like, I still give this a high rating, and I have this up in my list, but... That would be the main thing, and it would have worked again with Mordo to flesh him out more, so that we can see him as the really. Good I villain. just love that it's shorter. I love that it's tight. Yeah, I, I mean, love I, it. I, I love that I'm not in for a two and a half, two hours, forty five minutes. It doesn't have to be two and a half. It could have been two though. Two yeah. Been, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I I hear what you're saying. I just, I mean, I thought it was tight. I thought it was concise. I thought it was. I just thought it was excellent. But yeah, yeah my no. biggest complaint in that regard too. I agree with the pacing issue. I think that. Strange doesn't his journey doesn't get fully fleshed out, but I mean I just love watching him so much. I mean oh, I guess, I, I, I I guess how much you like this movie I think really does come down to how much you can relate to and connect with. Well, Strange. that's yeah, any superhero movie yeah. really you yeah. gotta have to be able to make that connection to yeah. the character and it, you want it to be good. Um, let's talk about something though we can all agree on visuals, yeah. which is oh, gosh, phenomenal. Yes. Yeah, the movie's awesome. gorgeous. Um, there there are so many trippy scenes and cool. Th- I mean, there's some things that are a little bit like memes on the internet level like the yeah, doctor yeah, yeah, strange yeah. face coming out i was like well okay you didn't see that on a gif on facebook but the then hand scene that was awesome <laughs> yeah some of the things like yeah the hand scene the the look of the mirror verse and the way they would like and you know the it. fragmented the the um uh inception stuff and the know. inception stuff i knew like people were talking about a lot but like i like that it sets itself apart from that too it's not totally doing that i mean yes it's, it's one on thing. a psychedelic level and it has that uh, scene at the beginning but it's, I mean, this is an example of when CGI is used really effectively. Because, I mean, um, you know, you see this all the time, people rambling about CGI. I've done it before, too. Um, because it is used too excessively in movies today, and um, and a lot of times it's not well. This is an example where it's used really effectively to add to the visual layers of um, 
of the story and of um, just the vision. And to really pay homage to Ditko's. What's also really great about it, too, is everybody has their own take on magic. So, uh, what's her name? Um, The Ancient One has her fans, which are like her thing. And I've seen other people use them to some extent, but it's like, that's her thing. And and she she just has her own take. And, And everybody can create their own kind of spirit weapon. And everybody has different... Everybody has different relics that that, that they do. work for them, and I just I really like that that magic is personalized. I've heard people complain a little bit about like that there's not some. I mean, not that midichlorians is a good idea, but just that there's some way to like say, well, why can Doctor Strange do this, but other people can't? I've heard that sort of levied. I they but I but I love the well. concept of you you just have to. It's about belief and, and letting yourself over and all of that. And I think and I think they conveyed that really well. I love the the visually. I love that that the, him getting blasted out of his body and that world that 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 trip that that he goes on and all of that. I just thought was really effective. Oh, it was awesome. you, I thought. I, mean, I want to see it in 3D now, though. I'm going to... Oh, yeah, I can see yeah. that. Um, to me, I thought they explained it well enough. They said... I mean, it was a line drop, but what isn't in a, when you're explaining mystical or magic right. stuff? It's like, you tap into the other dimensions and you, you manipulate them through our own reality. I was like, that that works yeah. fine. Yeah. I'm down with that. It does. He, Although, I, I will say, as far as the magical weapons, and again, speaking of how I didn't think Doctor Strange was that great by the end, was that his was like, yeah, I know. he's a taffy to fight with. I know that. I saw that. I was wondering why. It's kind of shady, but it was um, shaky, I mean. Everyone else was like these projected, yeah, energy fans, or, uh, you know, he had the cool staff, uh, or, um... Staff that Mordo had the, yeah, yeah. the staff, and then it's like, he's like, Neh. Yeah, <laughs> I know, like, I agree with you, I agree <laughs> with you. Trying to barely block things with it, so... Uh, I agree with you, that was funny, yeah. Um, but yeah, visually it was great. I, I like that they gave an explanation that works well enough for what it needs to be, um, to explain Are you a fan of Derek Sinister? Because I know you're the horror buff out of all, like, what are his... you like Sinister? I actually haven't seen Sinister. I was, it came out with all those, like after Paranormal Activity, all those. Yeah, yeah. It was a glut of them, and I just I, right. I never ended up seeing Sinister. I yeah. need to. Is, is that the only one he's done? That's his big one. I think he has um, another. I can't remember it off the top of my head. I can't look it up. Yeah, I was gonna. Ask, so. But, but yeah, I mean, yeah, but his main background is in horror, and then um, writing wise, is John's is it Spatty Spates Spates? So he did Prometheus. Um, he's doing. Um, he wrote Passenger, and then there's Cargill. Cargill, is, I think, also worked with Derrickson on um, Sinister okay. and all his other horror movies. No, I did the Keanu Reeves Day the Earth did still. Oh, okay. That's why I don't know. <laughs> That's why I don't really know. I think I've heard mixed things about that. Not Exorcism of Emily Rose. That's right. He's yeah, done yeah. some good stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's all Eric's, Derrickson? Yeah, apparently. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, yeah, horror background. And, I mean, all of that plays into the psychedelic element really well. Um, as far as if there's a visual... An image or a scene that really struck me, I would say, well, the hand scene was the coolest and the wackiest moment in the movie. What is this? To explain it to me. Remember Man, when the fingers uh, when he's hands. looking at it, yeah, his oh, hands yeah, growing yeah. like yeah. Uh, in the dream nightmares dream realm. That was a perfect touch to it, um, right as he's being immersed into this world. Um, fight scene wise. Well that's actually I would, something I want to talk about. Okay. It, I would it, say well, just off the bat, I would say the opening fight was probably my favorite. I mean, I love the Astro one, but the Ancient one in Caesarea um, is fighting at the beginning, where right off the bat we're brought into. I thought that was a cool one. I, I felt like it was cool. one of the more basic ones, though. It was it basic. Like, it went onto the side like, of the building, and it, it. Yeah, it was basic, but it was cool enough to introduce us into well, this. That's fair. What I liked about I, it was a little bit obscure in that in that fight. I'm sorry, I'll defer to you in a sec, but like when they. 
when when the when the world shifts and like they just sort of land on the that was the, cool. the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. stuff I, I and the way that they were kind of like Maz Mickelson is really excellent even when he's not talking and just seeing his face like he just reacts so well and he sold it so well anyway sorry oh well I was just gonna say this is slightly t- it's it's related to the movie uh, the one visual I thought was really cool was the new Marvel Studios <laughs> opening that was awesome that was yes. cool yeah yeah I commented on that because like they were like I mean because. Um, yeah, for a long time it was always, you know, the comic images and stuff, which is great, but, like, I liked it, I mean, now, now they've been going we're long enough movies they in, have a stretch, we can just yeah. pull in images from the movies, and that was a really nice touch, so, yeah, I did like that. So, anyway, I want to talk about the fights a little bit. This was one of the biggest strengths for me, because, I, like I always say about these movies, I tend to get bored when I see mm-hmm. a fight that goes on for 10 or 15 minutes, and I know you said these were a little long, but the fight that goes on for 10 or 15 minutes in, like, a, a Avengers or something, mm-hmm. and it's just smashing and explosions and destruction and just typical, like, this power hits that power, and I hit you with this, yeah. and you do that. Sure. Even worse if it's two superheroes fighting, except when it was uh, Superman getting his ass kicked, I was okay with that. <laughs> but just, in, I mean, but all the other fights in that I didn't really care for. It's, I just always get bored by those kind of things, because sure. I feel like, Movies tend to be more interesting to me on the levels that I enjoy, the intrigue and the and the maybe twists and the perspectives and the just just the storytelling is much more interesting to me generally than the fights are, especially in these big spectacle films. I'll give you a great example for the worst stuff: Transformers. Just yeah. any fight oh, scene from any about, Transformers movie. That's is what I was saying about junk. bad CG versus good CG. Right. Yeah, it's right. just it's just a big mess of effects and garbage. Right. So this one, every single fight had like its thing that made it super unique. Yeah. So the fight with the Sanctums, it was the cloak and how it would pull him in weird directions. That was, cool. yeah. that was amazing. It was the uh, the portals on the walls that let him like put people out in places and then mm-hmm. shut them off. Again, really, really cool using his Doctor Strange abilities. And then there was that segued into the fight in the ER where the Astral Forms fight. And I understand that was uh, Brian K. Vaughn's brilliance in, in, in conceptualizing that idea, but that fight was unbelievably good. Un- I was on the, I, my heart was 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 tight, yet I was enjoying myself. Yeah. It was just unbelievable. There was that fight. There was the whole time manipulation thing later. There is the Inception stuff in the in the earlier fights. All these fights have so much identity to them. There was always a unique twist that, much like the Quicksilver in. X-Men, I think it was Days of Future Past, the first time we saw Quicksilver. Yeah, 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 yeah. That scene, like, that was, like, that was, like, the coolest right, part of that movie. And and it's, yeah. like, each one of these fights had something that made it unique, like that one did. Yeah. And I just, every time I was watching one, I was like, awesome, this is the fight where his astral projection form is, and then he uses the paddles and, and makes the explosion. That's awesome. Uh, I've never seen it before. I've sure. never seen it before. And then uh, the Inception stuff, yeah, I've seen it before, but not like this and not with superheroes jumping that all over the stuff. That was cranked way up. Way like, up. People, like, Inception did it first, but it was a very, I thought, I mean, it's limited compared to this. Very like, much it so. It does it cool and it shows it, but it's not like that's the whole movie. I think people remember that one scene and like somehow stretch it out to the entirety. Like there's the hall, I mean, there are some cool ones, like the hallway fight, but. I think they're all pretty remarkable, but yeah, but that's another. I haven't seen what Inception are some of the other like fights I'm trying to remember? In Inception? No, no, in this. Oh, in this. So you hit on all the main ones. You get all the big well, ones. The, the, the mirror bat- fight because the final battle turns out to me be more of the Doctor's Dream getting killed yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so. that's so. I mean, again, that that idea where he's just like, I'd like to make a bargain, and he does it over and over and over again. It just yes, it reminds me a lot of like the end of Guardians with the with the dancing 
and that kind of like he uses a trick again. Uh-huh. They often like to do that, but it just it it gives it an identity and a uniqueness that's very MCU. And in that way, I thought it really tied in. I just thought the fights in this one. I've never been so compelled during fights ever. Yeah. Really, I. I really did like the fights. I mean, I, I thought they visually, again, were yeah. impressive. I liked the Mirrorverse fight and the ER fight. I just... I I would still probably say my favorite fights this year came from Civil War, mainly because, like, you know, I, I agree with there the, was the a problem. There visceral thing. Yeah, that's yeah. what I think the Russos have done well with whoever yeah. they get to send, you know, um, state choreo- choreograph their fights yeah. and all that, is that um, Winter Soldier did it really well, whether it was, like, pretty much pure physical heroes. Right, and, right. They were able to really integrate powers well into that to make it still feel... Because Age of Ultron's biggest problem was that by the end of that movie, it's just CG laser beams firing at, at one another. And I yeah, found yeah, it to yeah. be not as compelling visually. But I, I love that Civil War is able to keep the brutality and the and the fist-to-fist. I like I like the physical stuff in that. And so I like the visuals of this a lot. But they weren't the most thrilling battles see, compared to, to that. See, to me, that's just so much more typical than this, though. They're just typical. Like they're It's Avengers, but like next level. And and this is its own new thing. Uh, I don't know. I I, I just feel I like when, like I, saw, when I saw Civil War, I was like, okay, that's cool. Ant Man gets huge, and 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 that's a cool little angle on that big fight. But again, it's just superheroes fighting superheroes with superhero powers that are just so typical. It's not, it's not typical to have like a dozen of them and them all ricocheting off each other. I mean, it is. Yes, that sounds like Avengers to me. I mean, they fight. Avengers fight one enemy unit a thousand times. Yes. I don't know. If you didn't like Civil War's fights, that's fine. No, I'm just I didn't say I didn't like them. I'm just the saying fact that, that they just... felt more real and visceral is why I was able to enjoy them more because it didn't yeah. feel like a CGI yeah, fakery, yeah, yeah. even when they were obviously CGI fakeries. Yeah, I just I, I hear what you're saying completely, and I think that's definitely a merit that they had. I just feel like, from my perspective, of the wanting something new that feels real new. This just had more of that for me, sure. but I hear you. I don't know. No, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't want to make it sound like I hated this fight. I, I think it was, it's up there. I'm trying to think. There were what six superhero films this year. I mean, this out does Suicide Squad, Apocalypse, Batman v Superman, well, Deadpool. Yeah. Not that hard. It, no, it's not hard, <laughs> but it outdoes all four of those in terms of strength of the fight scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I just, I think you know the ones that I would really like to re-see. Like I've seen Civil War three times, and I'm still jazzed in the airport fight and and in the more emotional fight between Cap, Iron Man, and Bucky at the end of that movie. Yeah. Um, speaking of endings, so let's Dormammu. Talk. Well, let's talk. Aside from just Dormammu, let's just talk about the whole end. Yeah. So okay. Dormammu, go ahead. Well, let's start. So Dormammu, should Dormammu have been in this movie? Because to me, here's it struck like we might not get to make another Doctor Strange movie, so let's do Dormammu because he's the big bad of Doctor Strange, but let's not really... Do anything with him. I had to make re- a face in the cloud. That was the thing. So I hadn't read a ton about it, and so I didn't know if Dormammu was going to be in it. Or not. I didn't so, either. Um, I, and part of me was surprised that he was. Um, so to answer your question, like I don't think he was entirely necessary. Um, I thought it was fine, and it was a nice, like, little fun thing that they did that little witty banter at the end, and how that's how he defeated him. So that was cool. So, I don't mind that he was... I think it worked. Um, I don't think it was entirely necessary. For me, it's one of those decisions that they could have gone a different way, but going this way, I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, it's one of those things that I certainly don't have any problem with it. I don't think it it had to be there. I don't think it didn't, but being that it was there, boy, did I enjoy it. Yeah. That's my take. I just... I don't know. To me... And again, I'm not going to say I've read a ton of Dormammu. I haven't read a ton of Doctor Strange. He's come up in other things, but it's like... when When you talk... It'd be like if if 
if Thanos just had showed up at the That's, end of the Avengers yeah, for five yeah. minutes and they just like trounced him and kicked right. him through a portal. Because like when you think cosmic, you or think, like, but that's why they beat him in a way that wasn't really beating him. He's not defeated. Yeah, but he looks like a punk. It's like, oh shit, time. I'm so scared. I gotta back up. It took a while for him to back down. I'm just saying it makes it seem like, well, how are they gonna not beat him next time if he's that like freak? Free? I don't know. And also, I mean, I didn't Who need cares. I mean, yeah, I didn't need him to be the dude with the flaming head. I, I, although that is the traditional look, and I wouldn't mind seeing that if he showed up again. I don't know. I just felt like let Kaecilius stand as the villain and have the final showdown be with him. Maybe he traps Kaecilius in some sort of time loop and. I don't know. I just feel like it's we want to have Dormammu, but they. I, I just feel like it was a weaker version of Dormammu. Weaker. I mean, visually, it was a just just. Again, I, I keep. I had so many references. I thought of the big space dreadlocks from Green Lantern when I saw Dormammu. It's, I mean, that, I it's, it's a hard. I mean, that's one of the hardest things to do when you get the most intimidating cosmic villains from any comic book. Galactic. Cosmic's hard Thanos, to do right. Dormammu. There's just no easy way of going about it. So I thought they did it the best way they could have. I do um, too. I don't know. I think a full movie would have given them more time to like do something. Yeah, but they didn't them. know they could, if they were going. And to yet they it, also so, set yeah. up for a sequel. Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. a little. Let's let's yeah. play both hands and see what happens. Right, right. Yeah. So um, I don't. I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's just like, and we're gonna get to see Thanos in his full. You know. But, yeah. Like, the I'm not saying you know, the thing <laughs> that 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 some of this conversation neglects to think about. Is by the way, this movie's doing stellar in the box office. That's good. It's, it's doing really, really well. We sold well. out we over had to, three we, hours. We had to wait three hours to see it. It was sold out. I've never had that happen with an MCU. Where'd you yet. see it? Uh, Crossroads. Well, but no, but no, still, they have the new theaters. But still, no, they were sold like, out, and we went somewhere else where that wasn't because they were just jam packed. And even the 1040 show had only front row seats. It was jam packed. And I know they have a new theater set up. I get that, but it was sold out. I've been sold out for one show that. before, but for three hours straight. I mean, it was like, yeah. usually because usually the theaters tend to. I guess maybe they can't with the new setup, but mostly theaters will just say, "All right, it's huge." Another theater added. Another theater added. This time, I think they underestimated how big this movie was Probably, be. yeah. And, and I just think that that's really cool. I think that I under, underestimated how big Benedict Cumberbatch is. I didn't realize, like, how famous oh, this I, yes, yeah, I knew it was. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I yeah. just didn't. And I know, though, he's what really makes him a good decision for this role, and aside from the fact that I think he was a perfect Doctor Strange, was that he is beloved in China. And beloved in 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 Asia, they love Cumberbatch. The Abominable Bride Sherlock movie was like number one in their box office. Like that's how much they love him. Had an eighty five million open, right? Yeah. So that's incredibly good. Um, and what I think a part of that is speaks to for a movie that could have not done that well is that it does a really good job, like you said, as a standalone film. It really is a movie that people could go see and not having seen any other. Uh, MCU stuff and really could have enjoyed it. Yeah, and that way, and we needed that. You know, I like yeah, it for yeah, that perspective. Yeah. I really do. And for right. me, the biggest problems were trying to tie it not necessarily to MCU, but to, to further stuff. Up, yeah. yeah, but I mean, I didn't mind Dormammu. I don't know. I just if you were just a person off the street though, like, and you hear about Dormammu, 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 isn't it kind of cool that like I thought he well, even in the setup of the movie, I thought he was a bit anticlimactic as as far as like oh he just showed up and turned time on. I don't know. I, I, I just thought it took a while. I mean, I don't know. I, I thought it looked... I, it made me feel like it was hard to beat Dormammu. I, I, maybe you didn't feel that way, but... I mean, I don't know. I mean, he was dying a lot. I'm not saying it wasn't probably shitty, but... <laughs> right. I don't know. Right. Uh, yeah. It just seems sort of like he was... I don't know. It's, I think Dormammu could outsmart Doctor Strange somehow? I don't know. Perhaps. Perhaps. I just would have liked... I also would have liked Caecilius to have some more to do with the end of the movie than right. get punked out. Right, I, I, I definitely see what you're saying there. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, like the rest of the end of the movie is, you know, the fights. I think it was a little, like, that. that's where I felt it was rushed, because it was like, attack on the Sanctum. Mordo shows think, up, and then it's like immediately, oh shit, they're back. No, but they have the, but 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 they have that great scene in the, that takes them to the ER and back to the real world, and then they have. But there was a fight talking. going on there. No, no, no. But then after that, they have some talking time yeah, yeah, between yeah, the yeah. two of them, and yeah. and that is a beat that they yeah, take. Yeah. It's a brief one, though. It's a I beat. Mean, it's yeah. Again, I would have liked more of those. That's why right, I think. Right. Again, I don't think Doctor Strange needs to be a two and a half hour movie, but yeah. it an hour forty five hours squeezed two hour it. ten would get yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Well. I, yeah. I, I mean. I, I hear what you're saying. I. I love the Rachel McAdams and him love interest thing, and so I. I really enjoyed that. Even when he was looking at the watch from Christine. Even when he was sending that email. Like. I mean, all of that stuff to me, I was really enjoying that. Like on an email level. But I don't mean to cheapen it by saying on an email level. I shouldn't even use that reference. But just on a level of like enjoying that relationship, I just thought it was really well well played. Yeah. Um. But. But anyway, I, I hear what you're saying. Okay. So and other ending stuff. It, my biggest issue with with the whole the movie, my biggest issue with the whole movie, even before the post credits, is Mordo's turn, and the post credits yeah. really instill it. Mordo's turn to me, it doesn't make sense, and I'll tell you why it doesn't make sense. Um, the these he is before Doctor Strange sort of tells him what's going on with the Ancient One. He is an adherent. To me, he's a character who came to them broken he had a bad his family was destroyed or something in the past he was broken he came there he was arrogant and thought he knew everything but he got broken down to the core and rebuilt up Uh by the ancient one this is his religion this is his new meaning in life he learns the magic he's really good at it he's sort of like the faithful soldier type and yet he has these very but all the things the tenets that he has learned and that he stands by were taught to him by the Ancient One. Don't mess with the time-space continuum. Don't play with uh, certain aspects of the real world. Don't do those things. The Ancient One is the one who told them those things were so bad. That's the only person that did. Other than that, you know, there's there's not really any way to know that those things are bad. And what does he do? He When he finds out that what she taught him, she's had to somewhat, you know tap into some of those powers in order to stay there to be teaching people like him. He wouldn't exist without her. There would have been nobody to guide him to the light without her. So he's either really short-sighted, which I don't think he is short-sighted, you know what I mean? It's just he he the only his only true north was the ancient one. And yet he when he finds out that what she told him it's it's you see what I'm saying? It's it just doesn't make sense to me that he would have such a turn on the uh, she's doing things that are unacceptable. You mean things she taught you were unacceptable? You know? I, I just don't buy that. Well I, I don't know. I think again, I would have liked it to be a little more fleshed out, mm-hmm. but I get where that's coming from. It's like if if you're taught for years and years and years this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, and then you get that sense of oh, you're just a hypocrite, and you you know. I'll do he it also, I... it's not like she had a chance to explain herself because she died, right? Um, and I think it was just he has a similar arc to Caecilius. Like the, that's the parallel. Put I Put it saw this there. way: it's like think of related to like the Jedi, which is a strong. Uh, I mean, a disciplined you know mystical order. Say you have um, an apprentice come in and they're raised under these rigid rules, uh-huh. and they discover that Yoda is. Um, let's pretend Yoda, let's give Yoda a yeah. lover or something like that, or like, or, or like using the dark side or something like that. Th- things like that are very big, a very big deal. Problem for, uh, is, yeah, yeah. there's a Jedi Order in that in that example. In this, there's the Ancient One teaching them shit. 
That's an order. Yeah, okay, so they're, they're, they're in other sanctums. Yeah, they're in the sanctums. Wong is like, they, they call them out as like ma- the master sorcerers. Yeah, yeah. So right. they're like the Jedi Knights to, to right, all right. of which were taught by the Ancient One. You know, it just, if he, that I'm just, I don't buy it that he can't understand that she, why she did and why she did it. I don't uh, look buy at, that. Look, I, I think of it, of it as, if you're if you're taught that there are extremely dangerous world-ending forces that need not be meddled with, and the one person who's supposed to be the most steadfast against it herself can be tempted to use them for even even you know it's like the ends justifying the means is kind of the argument there. Yeah, I need to use them so I can stay around so I can keep defending the world. It's like the way he sees it is like maybe we shouldn't be meddling with this at all, and that seems to be his mission is to be like sorcerers should not exist. I'm going to take their power so that. No one can do this. Anymore. So why don't I start with crippling a dude? That's fucked up. It's stupid. It's fucked up. But my worst problem with that scene is that it doesn't belong in this film. That move that they don't do that. That's not how these movies work. It they don't been... take they don't take a the sidekick hero, the second hero of the movie throughout the whole film. Okay, they give him a turn at the end. And then I have no time. I don't have any time that to think thing. about his journey. I don't have any time to think about how he could have gotten to this point. I don't even have any time to let maybe he turn and maybe talk to my friends about uh, you know why maybe it was a justified turn. Before all of a sudden I see him flipped into like the most villainous behavior possible. I wouldn't possible. say it's the most villainous. I Taking mean, that dude's ability magic, to walk. Yeah. That dude's not using it for any ill stuff. Yeah. It's, I'm not on saying a visceral it's level. Great. It's like killing a dog. Yes, it's not like genocide of the entire world, but to a viewer, it's like, oh my god, that was villainous. I'm not and saying I, he didn't kill the guy though; he just took away what he shouldn't have had. I don't know. I, I was really, crippling Rich, the guy. Rich but... had a really good point on the way out. That image of him walking away in Turner's cave is a really good image to leave it on. And then this is the problem with becoming forcing in two post-credit sequences every time after every Marvel movie. Is they have to do that and so do something else? It was very they don't have to. In yeah, complete, they do. They, no, 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 no. they don't need to be set ups though. Like this was yeah, a, just, know, this was a conscious it choice. Was, it could have yeah. just been humorous, right? So let's not be like they had to set up the next movie. They didn't have to. I think it was a conscious choice where yeah. they're like, we want to go ahead. And it wasn't like, the in best case choice. people weren't sure. I don't. I don't know. I, I think I hate the decision. I hate that decision. The all of the turns. We know stuff he's going to be a villain, like, but like, yeah, we know he's going to be a villain. He's turned. Well, we on know because we're readers. No, but but no, we know that he says I'm out. That's enough. I don't need to see his full. It's it's too severe of a turn too quickly. I don't know if if the goal is to to hammer home that he's going to be a villain. I see the the reasoning for it because you could just as easily have a sequel where like. Strange has to go get his old friend to help out, and he's more reserved, and maybe they, like, win his trust back. That could be the arc for a sequel. Knowing Baron Mordo as a comic character, I know that's not likely. But why do they even need that? Why do they even want to do that? Like, I don't put, use that post credit scene for any other story of any other character. It doesn't have to be about Baron Mordo going and re-crippling a dude. I mean, it just, it, it just doesn't make sense. It just, and, and why so quickly? I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I hate it. You know, I don't know. I, hate the decision I don't know that there. it doesn't make sense. I guess if you just didn't want to see that scene, but that I think it th- soon, that soon, and, 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 and well, we and don't know how we, long it's we been. have. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying exactly. And it and it artificially makes it feel like it's like bam. And that is to me, it just doesn't hit right as a viewer. I was watching it and I was like, "There's this whole journey," and then all of a sudden they skip. Who knows how long? Could have been six, eight months. Could have been a year. Probably was a while. And now he's. You could call it evil, you could, or you could say that he's a justified villain. I don't want to overly defend. I just don't think it's like a completely lambastable scene. And you don't even have to see it. It's all the way at the end. 
But be uh, why though? Why not do why? I mean, and my my thought just, would I just be, wish they didn't have it. Fair enough. My thought would just it. be the reason he went to that guy is because he's the one guy he knows outside of the sanctum that he can get to very easily because he knows. He's... No, exactly. But like I said, with the killing a dog analogy, like it's so brutal in the eyes of the typical yeah. viewer to watch the dude on the ground like this. I mean, it's it's it's. It a feels t- right for Derrickson. It's a horror move, so I'm. I, I guess I'm a little more. But that's in- not with the tone of the movie either. Like that's just not the kind of stuff that I saw happening. I just I just really didn't like that that fact. I, that's fair. I could see now now that scene as as a rising action in a second movie. Sure, loving it. Fine. You know what I mean? After that, after it's more earned, that why Mordo's made the decision he's made. But we see this this evolution into the person he is now happen over the course of a whole film, and then and then the next thing we see no evolution, we see no time pass, we see none of that, and so it's a it's just a pacing fuck up in my opinion that we you know that that his his a gradual gradual gradual, and then all of a sudden I don't know. abrupt. I don't entirely disagree. I just think it's a difference between. I think that is the next logical move from where the movie sent him. I just would have liked more of a development to where the movie ended with him before the credits. Were. I agree with you too. So on that. I think that where he was there to where he was at the post credit scene makes sense. I just think we didn't really get much enough to, to say why he got there. Do you wish that that post credit scene was in the movie or not? I don't. I don't mind it, so I'm fine with it being in the movie. All right. How about you, Kevin? I do think it was too soon because, again, even if it, a lot of time has passed there. Again, I mean, this is, as I said before, pacing was a problem here, and to have that, you know, shoehorned in was excessive. And I mean, because we already know from uh, just that image of him turning away, anyone can tell. Okay, he's going to be the villain in the next movie. Or even so, if you can't tell, it's just like that's where he is right now. Right, right. He's and, not there. Right, he's not there. But like he's headed that way. And so we don't need to see him. I mean, I see both of your points. I feel very strongly about it. I don't don't think it should be there, but I hear you. I just don't think that's inherently a villain turn, because there are a lot of character arcs where it's just a turning away from an order and could be one back sort of moment. But but it doesn't doesn't have to say he is the villain. Why is that important? I don't know. They wanted to make it clear. But just because they they also wanted Dormammu in this movie, that doesn't mean you like that he's in it. (laughs) All right, if you're just going to... All right, let's just stop having this argument, because it's going nowhere. Uh, no, that's what I want to understand, though. Like, is 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 all of a sudden, you know, their their decision? I'm not, you don't have to agree with it. I'm just saying. No, but it's I want not to understand like why you think they put it in there. Is because my they wanted to make it clear he was going to be the vill- a villain now. I guess I don't know. I wish I, I wish I understood why they would want to why they would want to do that. Okay, here's my, I guess here's my other question: Do other Marvel because you're the Marvel guy? Do all the other movies have that kind of thing happen? Have like a villain turn at the end? No, have have a character in the movie showing their next moves. That was in that movie. In a post credit sequence. Or? That shows the characters from that movie, main character making their next move. Loki did it in Dark World. I mean, I don't know off the top of my head, but Loki did that in Dark World with the reveal he hit. Okay, like, so it isn't that. But that atypical. movie did end with Odin apparently just ganked out of nowhere, and that's yeah, been left yeah, yeah. dangling for four, yeah, gosh, three yeah. years. So I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, I see. I don't know. Again, it's it's hard to just fully remember. It's not it's not super common, but it does happen. So I mean, mm. all right. Um, and so, uh, what else I'm trying to think of there is to t- to discuss. I mean, the the sorcerer supreme thing. So you your take on that was that he had that he that he just isn't there yet. Yeah, I mean, I, most of his solutions weren't based around his own magical power. Yeah. So they what were, do you, so what do you guys? Let's talk about this then. What do you guys think? Is the next movie, or how, and when do you think it is? Oh, I don't know. I mean, Probably. well, he's definitely going to show up in Infinity Wars. Yeah, they've uh, announced be in that. Thor now, 
Probably 2020. I yeah, would assume he's one of the first sequels out the gate. It'll still be a little while, but yeah, it, I mean... First sequels, like, as... like Post-Infinity War. Okay. And then again, like, I mean, um, when they did Ant-Man, they weren't sure they were in a sequel or not, and then that turned out to be really successful, and so they moved that ahead of... Well, Although like, I don't see them really having the room to do that anymore. Really? Plus, he, Why? Like push-ups movies to put us. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Especially yeah, if he's yeah, going to yeah. be in Infinity War anyway. Sure, sure. He's going to be booked for the right, next few years. right. Um, but that said, I mean, as equals, definitely going to happen. Oh yeah, if, and, if it's and doing it well at the box office, pro- so probably twenty twenty. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised at how well they were able to market this movie and yeah. get people out to see. Actually, it, it could it could be twenty nineteen because they they haven't announced anything after the last. That's true. Movie. There's so like there's, there's two more slots. They, that, so it could go as early as that. Yeah. Um, it'll probably be. I mean, there are a lot of movies to get sequels. Spider Man will probably get a sequel. Uh, yeah. Who knows? So what happened to... Uh, this one quick question New I properties. have. Uh, what happened to Inhumans? It's just they moved it off the schedule. It could pop back up. You know. Do you know why they... Is that because of Spider-Man did it? They just got a lot of projects to do right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, Spider-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp both moved things back. I so see. it's probably just a matter of... And also, getting non-fans to see that, they're just going to think it's another X-Men or Avengers movie or something like that. I mean, I do think it's an odd move, but... Yeah. cast big if they... Oh, they would, you know. I have no problem they'd be able to sell it, but... Yeah, if they sold Guardians, man, they can can sell Inhumans. But... Guardians was real risk, and they really nailed that. Um, Okay, cool. So, I guess let's let's talk Sum It Up. Yeah. Um, Where do you... How do you guys feel about this movie, like, out of Mm ten? And then how do you feel... Uh, as compared compared to other MCU films. Okay. So for me, I would give it a solid eight out of ten. Um, you know, I really enjoyed it. I thought um, the best components were that it added a new element to the MCU um, and perfectly casted, um, really good visuals. Follows you know a basic um, structure to the plot with its superior origin, um, but adding a, you know, some nice touches to it. Um, just the only problems I had were pacing wise. I just think it was rushed at points and um, could have been a little more fleshed out there. Um, maybe not cramming, oh, cramming a little less, you know, things like that. But um, overall, really solid rating. As far as where I would rank it, I haven't made out my redone my list yet. But um, I mean, like, because I have like a list of like critically best and then like my favorites. I think Guardians will always be a personal favorite of mine just because, like, um, we talk about what, like, for you, Dr. Strange really did in this for you. Yeah. Guardians, when I saw that, like, it was just the aesthetic, the feel, the characters that really nailed me, you know? I mean, Winter Soldier still has the best story out of any of them, um, but Guardians just really did that for me. Um, This one, I would put, still in the top five or six, um... I would say, like, uh, the three best origin movies in the MCU are first Iron Man, Cap, and this. Um, so I really liked Ant-Man too, but I would put this a little higher. Um, and, yeah, that first Cap movie is still really underrated, I think, just because the Winter Soldier and Civil War are so good. Yeah. Um, but that one still holds a really special place for me. Um, so I'd still put it fairly high up there. Um, I definitely, it's easy for me, it's easier for me to rank the bottom ones than it is to rank the best ones for me. Um, like the bottom ones are the Thors, Age of Ultron, Iron Man 3. Those are the ones that Iron Man 3? You don't like Iron Man 3? It's lower. It's lower. God. Yeah. I, I dig it. I dig it. That movie's so, so divisive. I dig it. I don't hate don't it, understand. but I don't hate it, but I do put, I have no problem putting it at the bottom with Iron what, Man What are the issues that you, just real quick. 
it just didn't really do much for me. And on the one hand, I like that twist of, um, you know, the Mandarin. The, of Mandarin and everything. But it also, just as a whole, I just wasn't sure how it felt. Like, I thought they were trying to, like, hammer in the gritty stuff, like, too much. Um, and it didn't feel that natural. Um, I mean, it's better than two, but, I mean, it just, I mean, I saw it when I came out. I haven't seen it since, and I'm not, like, dying to see whip, it again. Whip, whip, So I don't uh, know, it's just, that, I don't know, that, that no, is, that that is by far like, the yeah. most polarizing movie. I don't hate it by any, bizarre to me. I don't hate it by any means, but it's just, like, it doesn't do a lot for me. I mean, the, 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 no, first, just... the first Iron Man, I still watch over and over again, um, and that's the only solo Iron Man movie I love. So, cool. Um, so, yeah, Strange Good. is in the top five, six. Me to go next. You want sure, to go? yeah, go ahead. All right, so for me, uh, I'm at when I left the theater, I was between. You, you, he texted get me ready. masterpiece. Get ready for this. No, I, he, yeah, I saw his tweet. Yeah, yeah. I literally do think it's a masterpiece. You tweeted, <gasps> yeah. Huh. I, wow, oh no, I, I, I tweet daily pretty much now. Oh, now I'm okay, getting okay, into okay. it at least right, once cool. a day. I'm trying, okay, um, because I have a lot of thoughts. I just never take the step to tweet them, so now for they're sure. going to get tweeted. So yeah, I really thought that it was uh, was a masterpiece. Is a masterpiece. Um, the performances are just phenomenal. I just can't believe how good Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. is, is in it. I like Rachel McAdams so much from this, and I didn't realize how much I liked her so much that I went to look at her filmography, and now I'm going to watch True Detective Season 2, because she's like in it. Like That's how much I liked her in this. Nice. And a little bit of a crush, too, which really shows... Like not to be not to be really amateur about no, it, but like she just really was endearing, you know, in a way where I'm like, man, I want to see more of her. Yeah, uh, and and she's just a great actress. So, um, I really liked all of that. I would say at leaving, I was at nine five nine eight. Um, I know that's crazy, but that's really where I was as far yeah, as, I can believe it. as far as my enjoyment level. After having this conversation and time passing, I'm I'm around. I'm between nine and nine five. Um, there are some things yeah. that we discussed here today that. Um, you know, when I think about them more, do bring my score down a little bit, but I think I'm probably somewhere around nine two, nine three. Is uh, it your number one MCU? It probably is. Jeez, it wow. probably is. Like that's how much I like it. I mean, I can't think of one that I enjoyed more. Um, I, I mean, Guardians was really fun. Ant Man was really fun. Again, neither of those resonated emotionally with me like this one did. I don't know why that is either. It's not like I'm a surgeon. <laughs> it's not like I have you know. Uh, some like huge setback that that I'm that I'm trying to like regain relevance again. Although I think that message and that idea is so cool about somebody who just gets totally derailed, finding their way back to meaning in their life, and then finding even a deeper meaning that nobody even has that he gets. Uh-huh. I also love like the idea of like you know just the, you know studying and practicing and becoming so. Many, I don't know. It really resonated with me on so many levels. I love uh, Maz as the enemy. Uh, you know, yeah, there's maybe more that they could have done with it, but every minute he was on the screen, I was having a good time. And the, I never got bored during it at all. Um, the fights were so unique. I really, really, really just enjoyed it front to back. I just thought it was great, except for the, some of the Mordo turns. But, you know, even still, like, his character was so good throughout the movie, and it really, you know, I, it, it's one of those things that, I wish I hadn't seen that scene yet, but I think that like if I'd seen it like just before the new movie and then started the new movie, whatever it's going to be, I could have really enjoyed it. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, how how it all goes. But I just I just enjoyed it so tremendously. Uh, it's 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 really up there. So yeah, it's one of my favorites. I would say. Um, what are all the MC- just real quick? What are all the MCU's? So there's the there's the three caps. You have the list. Yeah, there's the three caps. There's the three Iron Mans. There's the two Thors. There's the two Avengers. There's Guardians of the Galaxy, there's The Incredible Hulk, there's Ant-Man, and there's Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah, so I'd say Guardians, and this sort of tells you my taste level. Guardians and and, and Strange are probably at the top of my list. Mm -hmm. I love Iron Man 3. 
and Iron Man 1 is really good too. I also really like the first Avengers just because of what it accomplished and how cool that was. And I really like Ant-Man, again, for the similar reasons that I like Strange and, and, and Guardians. But really those three, the, the more outlandish, the more offshooty ones are yeah, the ones yeah. I probably like the best. Rather than the typical superhero fare, although I just really do like... Well, they the solidify t- the idea that it's a cinematic universe, not, you know... Just a series of superhero movies. But, you know, again, I just saw this movie and it resonated with me deeply. So, like you said, there's a favorite and there's an emotional reaction and then there's a critical reaction that you have to have. And so the critical has pulled my score down a little bit, like I said, to the nine nine two level. Um, it may go down more. You know, I know, right? It's such a drop. I, I mean, I, I just enjoyed it so much. But I, mean, I, was, I, was, I was revved. I mean, but everyone has that experience where, like, you can come out loving a movie and it may be, like... It's still really good, but not like... Oh, no, certainly, certainly. But it, that's the thing about having a favorite and having a critically... Yeah, you know, I think you I can, think so. They are two separate lists. And also, you know, making this movie and making it good is challenging, but it's not the most challenging thing that Marvel has accomplished. You know what I mean? Civil War and um, Winter Soldier and Avengers are probably higher on the degree of difficulty to get right. Um, and they probably, you know, you know what I'm saying by that? Like, it's very hard to make those movies and make them good. Um, they're very challenging. A million moving pieces. This is much more similar, a simpler story of a, of a one character and his and his journey. And and I think that that's not as hard to accomplish. So you know, achieving it doesn't say as much. So from a critical perspective, but man, from just an emotional watching it and enjoying myself, I I don't know if I've ever had a better time in a Marvel movie. Well, for me, where are you at, Jordan? I, I'm. I, I think of this movie being pretty dead center critically, and in terms of my list, uh, I, I give it a seven five. I would say. Um, I think the things that hurt it are the ending has a lot of problems, as we discussed. I think there's there's fifteen minutes missing from this movie. I don't know what they are entirely, but I, it needed right. more time to to fully develop some of its ideas. Um, and the plot is just, you know, 14 movies in, it's gonna you're going to run into familiar elements. But it just felt so familiar to Iron Man and Ant-Man and Captain America in terms of the, the, the origin arc. And that's why people have said, you know, and it's weird, I usually enjoy origin stories. But I guess I just, with Doctor Strange being so weird and out there, I would have liked the plot to... Go to those places. Yeah, it could still that. be an origin, but like, like reflect that a little more. Yeah, yeah. To, to see some more original stuff. So just the fact that it was so familiar, and again, the things that set it apart are the visuals. Um, but I enjoy more the you know the freshness of Iron Man when it first came out, or the mm. the the humor heist elements of Ant Man that really made me like that movie so much. So it's just the the unique the unique elements didn't strike me as strongly as others. Um, as far as ranking, I haven't. <laughs> It's, again, there's 14 movies, and a lot of them are good, so that I have it in, in the place I do. Uh, I go, Winter Soldier's still my favorite across the board. Uh, followed by Civil War, Ant-Man, Avengers, then Guardians. Iron Man and Iron Man 3 go back and forth. That and Captain America, those all kind of like swirl. So uh, Then I got Doctor Strange right after that, so it's currently 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, ninth. But that nine, I think, can still be a really good position. Isn't a bad thing. It's probably a my seven five is pretty is pretty harsh, though. Don't you think? No, no, I don't. I mean, IGN gave it a seven. I seven seven, seven. and when yeah, I read yeah. that, I was like, wow, really? That's still right. pretty. I mean, that's no, close yeah. to an eight. Okay, I mean, it's getting I seventy it on eight. meta. So okay, you know, right. it's it's a little higher than the average as of right now. I give it a solid. I don't usually like doing the points like no, but, I like know. I'll do. I mean, unless it's a point five, I don't really go in between that or about you know. So yeah, yeah. I just give it a solid eight. Yeah, yeah. No, that's no, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, if I had to go solid, I'd probably lean more seven than eight, I guess. But 
you know, I, I, I like it's seven five. I think it did a, good, a lot of good things. It's just yeah. when I think of how much I enjoy all those other movies I said before, and then bottom out of the list, Thor's right below this. Uh, Iron Man two, uh, which I enjoy more than most. Then Age of Ultron. And Thank God Hulk. you put this above Iron Man two. That would have been like Iron Man two is my bottom. Yeah, you know, and then the Dark World is my bottom because that movie is just dull as yeah. dirt. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Iron Man 2 gets so much hate. But anyway, as far as Doctor Strange, I'm, I I liked it. I'm going to see it again because uh, I tend to and I yeah. enjoyed it enough to want to maybe see it in 3D. Um, and I would also say that I'd be excited for a sequel. I'd be excited to see... That I enjoyed Cumberbatch as much as I did in this is, I think, a high, so, high praise so to So you him. have a bit of... Above and beyond not seeing what all the hubbub is about with Cumberbatch or not him not being a favorite, you actually kind of don't really like him that much either. Or no, would, or would you say no, you no, no. I'm okay. saying that in this movie, I thought he really rose, and I, I liked him more in this than I've ever seen him in anything. I see. Okay. So I, I thought he was great. Because uh, I know your original pick for Strange. No, yeah. I would have liked... right? Well, Callus on a visual level. Uh, Ewan McGregor was the rumored person I, I would have liked. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, I, I, I enjoyed this movie a lot. I just think it was middle of the road in terms of the MCU, and, and I... I I, I like the visuals a lot, but I don't think those are something that can keep me wanting to watch the film over and over again, because it's sort of like, it's it's why Guardians doesn't rank as high as it did after my first viewing, because it's like, the humor doesn't land as hard on subsequent viewings, and so it's like, well, that's what Guardians has to set it apart. Um, but I still love Guardians, and I love those characters. And that was my thing going in. It's like, is this what people felt like going into Guardians? Because I love the Guardians, because I read the shit out of that mm. the day Abnett and Landing run, and I was super right. excited for that movie. And then I was like, with Doctor Strange, it was like, I guess this is what people felt like with Guardians, where they're seeing it because they trust and I, Marvel. And, and I have seen some like uh, friends I have or like older who like grew up with them more and were stoked and came out like this is nuts, insane, this is awesome, you know, like because they, I, you know, they had a personal connection to the character. And it feels more, like so, a, yeah. it feels like a, oh my god, I can't even believe we got this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But that's yeah. cool. That's cool. Well, we have we definitely have a range. Um, I think that's interesting. No, and this is. Uh... This is, I think, the last movie review we have of the year. There's not really anything else big coming oh, out. Oh, no, no, no. I would. Well, I don't know if you guys are going to want to do Fantastic Beasts, but I kind of do. <laughs> I'll probably see it. I want to see Passengers, though. though. I, I want to see Arrival. Passengers. Arrival looks good. Um, there are... what was oh, that? what about Assassin's Creed? Well, that's going to be right during all our end-of-the-year stuff, so yeah, I don't yeah, know that right. we're going to be able to squeeze. I mean, yeah. I'm all for recording the hell out of it, because we're going to have, but we're going to have four shows yeah. for end of the year. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you're and right. I guess, fun to talk about them. Yeah. As far as the MCU goes, next year brings us three more films, uh, which is crazy, but we've got Guardians 2, mm-hmm. Spider-Man Homecoming, and Thor Ragnarok, so we'll, based on that end credit scene, uh, be seeing Doctor Strange again before too much longer. Sure. Um, yeah. I'm excited for all those movies. So. I'm really, yeah, I'm amazed that, I mean, Cumberbatch is so busy. I'm amazed that he's, like, jumping in head first yeah. into all this. Sherlock season four comes out next year. Yeah, yeah I think I think January. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's going to be cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that. All right. Well, on that note, why don't we tell people where they can find us? Uh, you can find us at uh, thejoyofgeek.net, which has all kinds of written material. You can find our archive at thejoyofgaming.com. You can find... Us on Twitter at the Joy of Geek on Facebook or at the Joy of Game on Twitter, the Joy of Geek on Facebook. Yep, you can find me at Indigo Master E N D I G O M A S T E R on Twitter and at jordanelsinga.tumblr.com. And you can find me on Twitter at kwshafe. That's K K W S C H A E F. And you can find me on Twitter, uh, actively tweeting, uh, semi-actively slash actively at uh, what? What am I? Uh, RT Lapore. 
Rich Lepore. Well, yeah, just Rich At Lepore. Rich Lepore. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that is it. Okay, cool. On that note, I am Rich Lepore. Jordan Alseka. Kevin Schaefer. And we'll see you soon. Take care.